0: Welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us today for Church at Home, and I would love to extend a special welcome to anyone new to the family. Today we are going to be talking about how God promises to help us. And if you need help, would like to learn more, or just want to let us know that you are here, text HelloCore to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. Also, please go to our website, ionanetwork.org, where you can sign up for free devotionals, books, and so much more. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus, and there are a lot of great things happening, but we will come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship.
1: Broken hearts declare His praise For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion The Lion of Judah He's roaring with power And fighting our battles And every knee will bow before Him Our God is the Lamb Slain For the sin of the world His blood breaks the chains And every knee will bow Before the lion and the lamb and Every knee will bow before him So open up the gates Make way before the King of Kings. The God who comes to save is here to set the captives free. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. Fighting our battles And every knee will bow before Him Our God is the Lamb The Lamb that was slain For the sin of the world His blood breaks the chains And every knee will bow before The Lion and the Lamb Every knee will bow before stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. Fight in our battles, and every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. And every knee will bow before Him.
2: church at home this week. I'm here with my wife Anna and we're so happy to invite you into our home for a time of worship and teaching and prayer. If this is your first time, I'm glad you took the courageous step to try it out. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back. I hope you can lean in and experience God in worship with us today.
3: Our hope is that this next 30 minutes will provide you a place of peace and stability. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you. Take a deep breath. release the stress and craziness you've been holding in. This is a crazy time in our world, and we all kind of hold it in tightly. But gather friends or family around you, or contact someone over the phone and watch with them. Let the words, music, and prayers encourage and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. We begin with the words Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy. Christ Christ, have have mercy. mercy. Lord have mercy.
2: Most religions have a way of summarizing what they believe. As Christians, we have several creeds that distill our beliefs into a few simple statements. Please join me as we repeat this creed called the Apostles' Creed. I believe Believe in in God. God. the Holy Catholic Church, the communion communion of saints, the forgiveness forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
3: Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is your first time. Shoot us a text to 474747 with one word, hello CORE, to let us know you're here. When you do that a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there's any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, Write them down and send them to us. We would love to find time to talk more deeply about what you heard and what questions you have. And now we're going to listen to Pastor Greg, you, (laughs) talk about the promise that God will help you. Join me in listening in. All right, we just said you were gonna talk about the promises of God, so I'm glad we're sitting here having some time together. And I can't wait to hear what you're gonna reveal about God's promises.
2: Absolutely, and I always love spending time with you talking about the Word of God and who God is, so this is kind of fun for you to do this with me today. But I wanna start with a question. Okay. (laughs) What does the word shelter mean to you?
3: Well, I grew up in Wisconsin. So in Wisconsin, shelter meant a basement where you could take shelter from tornadoes. So, but I think recently, everybody's heard the word shelter in place, which means a safe place, a place where you can go and be protected and taken care of and safe.
2: That's great. we're going to be talking about the promises of God. And one of the promises that God gives is that He'll be our shelter, that He'll be our help. He'll be the fortress around us, and that He'll give us the aid that we need in times of trouble. Mm -hmm. And in these promises of God, um, what we need to realize is that His promises are that we will never be alone. We will always have guidance. Uh, We'll never lack wisdom in the storminess of life. And he promises, indeed, to help us so that we have nothing to fear. I want to tell you a great story. It's a story about Slim Cornett. You can kind of imagine Slim Cornett. He's right. a real guy. He um, was going around with an airport administrator, um, kind of getting a behind the scenes tour of what was going on at this rural county airport. And the, it was nighttime and it was dark. And this airport official said to Slim Cornett, hey, you want to see the lights? And, of course, it was kind of cool, so they got a chance, and um, he said, You know, when a plane's in trouble, I turn on the lights just like this. Well, immediately, as soon as the lights were turned on, (laughs) this plane came right out of the sky, went into the landing pattern, and landed right then. Do you know who was on that plane? It was Billy Graham's son. He was in the small plane, and all of their electrical systems, their radio, everything had gone out, and they were just praying. But not only them, Billy and Ruth, um, the parents, were praying as well that their son would have everything he needed on this trip. Sure enough, out of nowhere, the search beam came on and guided them right in to where they needed to go. Uh, The question that I think we need to ask behind this psalm, we're going to be looking at Psalm 91, is who will help you? Hmm. In the midst of the dangers of life, What we need to understand is that there is one who can help us. One who can help us in an ultimate way. It's God himself who offers very real protection. We can count on that promise. God will help you. So here's another question. Why do you think we need help in this life anyway?
3: Well, I think if anybody thinks we don't need help right now, they've got something, (laughs) something wrong or a different life than I'm living because, you know, it's just, everything's messed up right now. It just feels like it's all just wrong.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's exactly what I was trying to get at. Everyone needs help. Uh, Everyone needs protection in this rough world. And so I want you to read Psalm 91. I want you to read verses one, two, and just the beginning of verse three. Okay.
3: Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you.
2: You see, the psalmist has this assumption, and that is that refuge is needed. He will save us because we need to be saved. You see, there's no immunity from need just a promised security in the midst of our need. What people don't realize about the Christian faith is that Jesus' path is our path. He calls us to come, follow me, come and die. But he has a different way to understand that. There is temptation and even a cross, but what is that pain to the great physician? What is death when we serve the one who rises from the dead? I mean. As the words clearly say, oh, death, where is thy victory? Indeed, right? Mm -hmm. So another great story, it's of Winston Churchill. Uh, When he was buried, he'd left very explicit directions on how the liturgy was to go, how the service was to be performed, all the stately hymns and all the rest. And he was buried out of St. Paul's Cathedral. And you and I have been there. You remember? Yep. You remember that huge, massive rotunda that they have there? Mm -hmm. I mean, how big would you estimate that is? I don't know. It's almost like a football field's length across from one side to the other. Well, at the end of the service, he had this idea that they carried out really well. And that was to have a bugler up in the midst of the rotunda. And as soon as the funeral was over, the bugler would play taps which is the universal signal that the day is over. And then there was this long pause. And on the other side, a bugler started playing Reveille, Hmm. which is the morning wake up military song. Uh, It's Churchill's way as a real solid Christian that he was, to say that while we say good night here, it's good morning there. You see, Churchill believed in the resurrection and the life of Jesus. Not even death could touch one who's, whose trust was in God. There's a great hymn, morning is broken like the first morning, blackbird is spoken like the first bird, praise from the sing- for the singing, praise for the morning. Why do you think it is that we need morning to break?
3: Because sometimes the nights are long. Sometimes I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I can't go back to sleep and I wait for six o'clock to come. Absolutely. It's hopeful.
2: Look there in verse three again. It says, for he will deliver you, what
3: from? From the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence.
2: Absolutely, and then look at verse five. From the terror at night, right? Mm -hmm. From the arrow that flies, verse six. From the pestilence that stalks in darkness. And look at verse seven, can you read that?
3: A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you."
2: Snares, terrors at night, arrows by day, pestilence and plague, a 10,000 to one ratio of people against us. Even if we survive the night, there's danger in the day. Mm -hmm. Why do we need help? Because life is dangerous. Last I checked, it's 100% fatal even. Yep. There's pestilence, there's plague, there's danger outside of us, and actually there's danger inside of us as well. The danger inside of us is that we live east of Eden, which means we live east of God's intended way for us to live. Now the reason for that is that we're depraved. What do you think about when you hear that word depraved?
3: Um, I'm depraved on account of being deprived. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, from West
2: Side Story. story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's not just that. I'm not depraved on account of I'm deprived, although there's some truth to that. Depraved simply means that we have a bound will, Hmm. that what we want to do, we don't do, and what we do, we don't really want to do. I mean, how many times have I had to apologize for you for rank stupidity, right? We both do. <laughs> we both do. But the reality is, is that we live east of where God wanted us to live. He He put us in a garden because he wanted us to live in a beautiful place. He wanted us to live in a beautiful garden that allowed us to be naked and unafraid, unashamed. But after the fall, do you remember what um, God says to the two that are hiding with fig leaves as it's portrayed over top of them
3: he says where are you he
2: says where are you god wants to know where they are and what did he say about their nakedness who, who told you you were naked who told you you were naked absolutely See,
3: i've been listening to your sermons all these years so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to that is satan right hmm. uh, satan shames of us shames us he turns us into naked and ashamed and naked and, and fearful God wants to point out that it's Satan that shames us, not him. He sees our sinfulness, and his job is to run after us and bring us out of that. He wants us to know that if we're in danger, we can run to him. Or even better than that, if we're in danger, he'll run to us. Who will help you in the midst of the dangers in life? God is offering very real protection. You can count on the promises of God to help you. Now, here's another question for you. What do you think are the other sources, good or bad, that people turn to for help?
3: Oh, friends, family, um, the Internet, doctors.
2: Yeah. The problem with those is that they are good I mean, the Internet's actually good, even in this crazy Facebook era. And doctors are really good, right? We need a doctor because we're sick but they can't solve the ultimate problems, can they? No. Maybe you can get a good recommendation for a place to get your hair done on the internet, but that's about it, right? (laughs) Yeah,
3: dicey at best.
2: Dicey at best. The offer of 24-hour protection with God's own resources deployed on your behalf is because we have a God who has made a dwelling place for us. I want you to read verses nine and 10.
3: Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, The most high who is my refuge no evil shall be allowed to befall you no plague come near your tent
2: refuge shelter fortress you see all those words in there what he is saying is that god himself will be our refuge that we can reside inside of him idols are the good things that we make into ultimate things that light us down Uh, Money, weapons, skill, those are all important, but the enemy uses those as well. And human wisdom, well, reminds me of a story of um, dad's friend. We won't name him. But do you remember that story of how he took this uh, St. Joseph statue out into his backyard and he buried it upside down, hoping that St. Joseph would somehow try to help him? I mean, I can just imagine St. Joseph saying, Friend, I really can't help you from this precarious position. But the Lord God Almighty, he can actually help. And he's willing to help. In the ancient Near East, people would have family idols, family gods that they would ask to protect them. But God said, I'll protect you and I'll send angels to you, which I don't know, that sounds a little bit better to me. Uh God's provision is amazing for his people, because he provides his very own army. Look at verses 11 and 12.
3: For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone.
2: Now, do you remember when we would put the kids to bed? And um, they were a little bit afraid and a little bit scared of the dark, and Do you remember what we would tell them about who would guard our house?
3: Well, angels, I believe. Absolutely. I didn't know if it was a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) Not
2: a trick question. Um, Do you remember how we described those angels? Big and tall and strong. Absolutely. Bigger than our own house. Mm -hmm. And how many angels does each Christian have? Two. Two, absolutely. The math's in the Bible, if you want to look it up. Um, The point is, is that Those big angels, those burly, strong, mighty warriors of God are deployed on not just the behalf of our children, but on your behalf and my behalf Mm -hmm. as well. But there's something curious about verse 11 and 12. Now, do you remember where else in the New Testament? That's your first hint. Okay. That um, the words, for he will command his angels concerning you and guard you in all your ways is said... If you don't get it right it's okay
3: so it's, it's not at the cross
2: nope it's not at the cross before that i don't remember yeah it's cool um, it's when jesus is being tempted mm-hmm. by satan mm-hmm. you remember the story he takes jesus up to the um, top of the um, temple and he says jesus wonder boy throw yourself off the top and jesus god will send his angels He'll not let you dash your foot or your head for that matter against a stone. Go ahead. Try it. He's trying to get Jesus to disobey just the same way that Adam disobeyed. He's trying to get Jesus to take a shortcut. I mean, after all, right in the middle of the temple, it would have been a really great way to go to the top. Right. Just to be able to say, hey, watch this trick. Right. (laughs) But that's not what happens. Here's the deal. Verse 13 is the key. What does verse 13 say?
3: You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot.
2: What we need to ask in all of the Psalms is, who is the you that we're Mm -hmm. talking about? And I guarantee it's not me.
3: Well, if we look at 12 and if it's what Jesus spoke about, then we can assume that it's Jesus.
2: Absolutely. I mean, because if I step on an adder or a cottonmouth, which seems to be cottonmouth season around here, it's not going to work out for me. Mm. If I'm younger than I am, or the condition that I am right now, if I try to outpace a lion, it's not going to go well. And a plague not coming to my tent.
3: (laughs) That sounds like COVID.
2: (laughs) 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 We're in the midst of COVID. A, A pandemic, right? All these promises are for us. But only because we have a king who can walk through the dangers to secure them. Now, this is um, the Eve of All Saints. This is when we're um, talking about the church and what All Hallows Eve is all about. Hallows being the saints, the holy ones. Do you remember the history of All Saints? Do you remember where that festival came in the church year? No, I don't. It's an amazing thing. It's really cool. So the church had so many martyrs and they used to celebrate the martyrs, those who had died because of their faithfulness to Jesus, died the way Peter did upside down on a cross, died the way Perpetua did in a Colosseum. Um, The church would celebrate those martyrs, but there got to be too many. And so they recognized what happens in the book of Revelation, that all the martyrs are there celebrating their victory over this world, and rejoicing in the next world, trusting God in the midst of it all. You see, Jesus came to live a faithful life so that he could be the one that would tread on that adder, that snake, Satan himself. And because of the resurrection, we can trust him with all the other challenges in this life. And we can live a faithful life knowing that all the small challenges and the most important challenge of all, death, was taken care of on the cross. We can know that he's going to protect us and guarantee the rest of our story. Mm -hmm. Now, Martin Luther is known as this great reformer, but he had a pretty terrible life one particular year. In 1528, it was probably like 2020 is for us, He was um, in the middle of the pulpit, and it was April, and he was preaching up a storm, and he was right in the middle of this great sermon, and all of a sudden, he had this amazing ear infection that caused him to get so much in pain that he started getting dizzy and got to stop before he fell out of the pulpit. A little bit later, in July, he got sick to the point of death, And then in August, the plague erupted in the town that he lived in. And right as the plague erupted, he and his wife said, you know, we need to do the right thing. And they turned their house into a hospital. And then in November, his son got sick, sick to the point of death. He didn't die, but for four months, his son was sick. Martin Luther wrote in his journal, the only comfort against raging Satan is that we have God's word to save the souls of believers. And later that year, he actually wrote the famous hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. The words go this way. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear for God has willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can't endure for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. Who's going to help you? In the midst of the dangers of life, it's God's protection over all of these challenges that you can count on. You can count on the promise that God will help you. So What do you need to do to get this help?
3: Just need to ask for it.
2: Absolutely. The Lord's protection is available to all, but not all people ask. God is speaking. Look in verses 14 through 16. Can you read those verses? Mm -hmm.
3: Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation.
2: Who holds fast in love? Jesus himself. Who protects us? He does. And he does it with his own personal name. I will, right? I will rescue. I will protect. I will answer your prayers. I will be with you. I will deliver you. I will honor you, vindicate you. I will satisfy you with long life. I will provide and show you what salvation looks like. I mean, it's this piling on of promises so that all you have to do is not try to figure out if he'll do everything that he needs to do, but just call on him because we can't do any of those things on our own. Romans is great at this. Romans 10, 9 through 13 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." I'll never forget my um, first night as a paramedic. I don't know if you remember this story, but um, I was driving an ambulance and and we were doing uh, transport at that time. I wasn't working for the fire department. And we'd gone to this hospital because they needed us to transport someone home. But it was a little bit of an interesting transport because we were called to transport someone home so that they could die. And paramedics aren't trained in how to help people die. We're trained with advanced cardiac life support so we can help people live. We're we're trained to be able to start hearts, not wait around while they stop beating. It was an agonizing trip and really as soon as we got him in the back of the ambulance and we had a long journey about 30-minute journey to This man's house as soon as we got him in the back of the ambulance um, And got just far enough away from the hospital for it to be uncomfortable. He slipped away Hmm. When we got to his home All the family members were already there. They were expecting him So we got out of the ambulance one of us and went in to explain to his wife What was going on and she was incredibly calm in the storm she asked us simply to bring him in and set him in his bed and we did we set him in his bed we um, took a lot of care and, and just made sure that we got him into the bed and everything was good and it was right then when all of a sudden i looked up and there was a picture of jesus right above his bed And it was just a great reminder that in all my anxiety and all my worry, Jesus was the one who was going to take care of him. I didn't need to worry about all of that, and neither do you. We don't need to worry if God will be there or not. He will be there for you and for me. When we think about God being our help, we need to realize that he is the one that brings new morning. He's the one that brings light that will let us never go dark. He's the one that provides for us when we're waiting and hurting. And he's the one that helps bring saints to a fortress that can never be defeated. So the question is simply this. Who will help you? In the midst of the dangers of life, God offers very real help. And he promises to give it to anyone will ask. Would you pray for us?
3: Sure. Oh God, thank you for this word. My heart is encouraged to remember that you are the one. You are the fortress. You are the one who's already defeated death. You can handle all of my fears. You can handle all of our worries. And you are the one who is the one who can help. I pray for anyone who doesn't know you, Um, and is watching this, that they would cry out to you, that they would say, Lord, help, because we know that you promised to be there. We just pray that your help would go forth in this world and that um, we could just feel your presence today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Greg, for reminding me that God wants to help me. He wants to help us. And I want to take a moment and say that if you've realized today that you've never asked God to help you, or even to be in your life, we would love to help you take the next step in your walk with God. Use the feedback form to reach out and we will contact you to talk further. We can buy you coffee or we can talk by Zoom, but we'd love to take time to talk with you. Now we're gonna take a few moments to confess any areas where you're lost, any areas where you see a hole in your heart that needs to be filled with the gospel, any times you've forgotten that you're loved and instead grasp for others to fill you instead of God. Take a few moments of silence and tell those things to God.
2: Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty Almighty God, God, creator creator of all, all, you you marvelously marvelously made us in your your image, but we have have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness by rejecting your your love and hurting our neighbors. neighbors. We We have done wrong and neglected to do right. We are sincerely sincerely sorry and and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your Son. Remake us and lead us by your Spirit, the Comforter.
0: We ask this through Jesus
2: Christ our Lord, amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove your sins from you. As far as the East is from the West, strengthen your life in his kingdom and keep you upright to the last day through Jesus Christ, our merciful high priest. I want you to know that God loves you and meets you no matter how far away you feel today with words of welcome. Listen to these welcoming words of Jesus to all who turn to him. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world.
3: Those words remind us that God has rescued us. He wants to help us in the most important way possible, by giving us eternal life through His Son. And as a result of that good news, we can give peace to each other. So we say, the peace of the Lord be always with you.
2: And also with you.
3: As we say the word peace, we realize that the world is greatly lacking in peace right now. We hear of bad news everywhere, too much bad news. <laughs> Our hearts are heavy until we remember that we can run to a God who's bigger than all of this, this promise keeping, never ending, never going away from you, God. We can turn to him in prayer. He both listens and answers our prayers. Please join me in praying to God. God, we pray that you would lead the nations of the world in the ways of peace, guide their leaders in wisdom and truth for the safety and good of all.
2: Lord, on this eve of the election, I pray that you would bring peace, that you would guide our leaders and give them wisdom and truth in the midst of it all. Together, Father, Father, hear our prayer through through Jesus Christ, Christ our Lord.
3: Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives.
2: Lord, I do pray for the church, that churches of all stripe and all variety would come under your umbrella of unity and truth. Help us together to be able to proclaim who you are, the God who brings good news to those who are suffering and those who are um, sinners and brings redemption to them. Help us to bring that news together to the world.
3: Together, Father, Father, hear our our prayer prayer through through Jesus Christ, Christ, our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness or any other distress. I invite you now to lift up the names of those people that are on your heart that you're concerned about and that you want to pray for. Take a moment to pause the video and pray to God. Together,
2: Father, Father, hear our prayer prayer
3: through Jesus Christ, Christ,
2: our Lord. Lord. I want to invite you to pray in the words that Jesus Christ, our Savior, has taught us. Our Our Father, Father, who art art in heaven, hallowed be thy thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. done on earth as it is in heaven. Give Give us this day day our our daily bread bread, and forgive forgive us our trespasses as as we we forgive forgive those who trespass against us. us. And lead us not into temptation, temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Holy Trinity make you strong and faithful. Defend you on every side and guide you in truth and peace. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
1: Lord of all creation, Water, earth, and sky. The heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to the Lord on high. God of wonders beyond our galaxy. You are holy. celebrate the light. When I stumble in the darkness, I will call your name by night. God who wonders beyond our galaxy. You are To the Lord of heaven and earth God who wonders beyond our galaxy you are whole Precious Lord, reveal your heart to me. Father, hold me, hold me. The universe declares your majesty. You are holy.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. I mentioned earlier that we are a community that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And as we close, I would like to share a few ways that we have seen God move in this past week, as well as some great ways to connect into our family. If you are interested in connecting with us in any of these ways or learning more, please text HelloCore to 474747 and we will connect with you. Our core groups are continuing to grow and reach many different people in different ways. These groups really try to dive deep together, and we would love to find the right group for you. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us. We look forward to seeing you again next